Hey, this is Asen Rosado. Hello, uh, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. Every summer in Kansas City, 25 men have one simple mission, to win. Starting pitchers, corner power hitters, middle relievers, speedy gloves up the middle, closers, utility infielders, backup catchers, and they're each remembered here. From 1969 to last year, all Royals careers have been preserved with the most comprehensive collection of facts, memories, and stories in existence. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. And what a completely exciting time for the Kansas City Royals. As we welcome you into another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, it's Davo. And as we record this today, we are right in the middle of the 2014 ALCS. Royals taking on the Baltimore Orioles. And not only is it exciting seeing KC going deep in the playoffs for the first time in 29 years, let alone making the playoffs, but also from catching up with all these former Royals players as we've been doing throughout the playoffs and the regular season, just the pride that many former Royals have. They're still a part of this thing, and it's so cool to see that. And one of those guys is Jose Rosado, who we're about to be joined live by phone from uh, Puerto Rico with here on Clubhouse Conversation. Jose Rosado, a two-time All-Star for the Royals back in 1997 and 1999. He even won an All-Star game for the American League. Had a lifetime mark of 37-45 and 45 with a 4.27 ERA, which were pretty good numbers during that steroid era, but... I mean, if you look at the numbers closer and look at him as a starting pitcher, Jose Rosado was completely amazing for the Royals. Many felt he was overworked by Royals managers Bob Boone and Tony Muser as he eventually had rotator cuff issues, all sorts of shoulder issues that cut his career short way too young. One of the tragedies of recent Royals memory was how Jose Rosado was perhaps handled that's my words not his we'll see what he has to say here in a minute here on clubhouse conversation but in my opinion was not handled correctly by the royals but jose a guy who loves the kansas city royals more than anything i've talked to him off air here a few times cannot wait to be featured cannot wait to talk to royals fans again he continues in professional baseball in 2014 as a pitching coach in the yankee system for the tampa yankees down there and he joins us right now here in the offseason on Clubhouse Conversation, dear in the ALCS. What an exciting time. Jose, it's a pleasure to have you on Clubhouse Conversation. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Uh, 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 it's been a long time, you know, uh, and I'm so glad to hear someone from Kansas City. Uh, it's a lot of things being changed. You know, I got a big family now. I got two kids. Uh, so uh, I'm still married with my beautiful wife. Uh, we've been for 18 years. So I have a baby daughter. She's 15 years old. It will never be. She would never, um, she always would be my baby. And also I have a baby boy. He's 11 years old. So uh, I'm uh, I'm doing very good, man. I'm doing well. Great. You're back in uh, Puerto Rico right now for the off season, right? Yes. I'm back in Puerto Rico. Uh, yes, I spent eight months, almost nine months in Tampa. I'm, I've been working for the last five years with uh, the New York Yankees as a pitching coach in the minor league system. And also, uh, when I'm finished, I go, I, I go, I come back to Puerto Rico, and I also work here at the Winter Ball League, a baseball, you know, the Caribbean Baseball League. I also do pitching coach job with uh, Carolina um, Gigantes, Giants. <laughs> Very cool. How, how much fun is it working with those young pitchers and giving back? You know what? This is a, uh, it's everything, man. It's everything because one thing that I have in my mind is to to be able to pass that information and the passion that someone gives me 
when I was younger, you know, and it, you know, it, it, everything come through me, you know, like a dream. It came through about all this information and the passion from others. So that's my goal. I want to pass and share all the experience and the knowledge of the system then to be able to reach their dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, you, you and I were talking off the air. Now, you're a huge Royals fan. So how exciting is it for you and your wife right now to sit back and watch uh, the Royals on TV? <laughs> We can wait, man. We have everything planned for tonight. Uh, we have a soccer game with our kids. It's going to be a few hours before game time. So, you know, I just, they know, you know, as soon as, they, as soon as we finish the game, the soccer game, everyone has to jump in the car and come back here because uh, <laughs> he's, he's excited. Even the kids know, you know, my boy, he doesn't play baseball. He loves soccer. So I'm good with that. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, but he knows that uh, the soon, uh, the soon the game is over, he has to run. Don't don't worry about the coach. Don't worry about anything. He has to run and jump in the car, and we can be able to to make it back before before game time. Because it's uh, not only me, my parents, my sisters, all my family. Uh, let me tell you, is that's the team that I play. You know, that's the team that that, that gave me the opportunity back when I was. Uh, 19 years old. That's when I got drafted, uh, 1994. So um, uh, here in Puerto Rico, uh, uh, we're very passionate, you know, and we ne we will never forget what Kansas City did for me. So we're very excited about it. Well, we won't forget what you did for us either. So we're going to get into all that here in, in a little bit. But so now you mentioned your son playing soccer. Was baseball always your number one love growing up? <laughs> oh my goodness, hell yeah. Uh, baseball is everything, man. Uh, let me tell you, I've been out of baseball. I, I was out of baseball for many years after I got hurt, and and I tried to do so many other things. You know, uh, I run a couple, a few business and everything, but hey, uh, I didn't have any morning when I wake up the way that I did when I was playing baseball. Now that I'm back to baseball as a coach, uh, you know, I can realize that hey, baseball has been everything. I mean, after. After God and all my family, my kids, my wife, and my family, this is this, this baseball. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, man. That's that's all I, I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you, you went to high school there in Dorado, Puerto Rico. And then, so after high school, you left Puerto Rico. You went to Galveston College in Galveston, Texas. So what made you choose that college, yeah. and, and how did they find you? You know what? Uh, uh, I wanted to say this. It's very excited for you to, for me to hear from you all all that information so i guess you have all my information oh yeah uh so yeah yeah and so anyway um yes i went i was in puerto rico uh i finished my high school didn't get i didn't get drafted out of high school so uh i was playing for the uh american legion team in puerto rico bayamon post 48 and we went to canada sonia canada to play a invitational uh series you know tournament so I was there. I pitched a few games. I was playing center fielder. Uh, I did well too. So uh, it was a coach. It was a uh, Dick Smith. It's a coach from Gaveston College back in those days. Um, he saw me play. He invited me. I told him, "Hey, I don't really know anything about English. I want to play baseball. You can have my mom's number and call my mother." And so I called my mom and I said, "Hey, uh, tell him that I want to play baseball because." To go to school, uh, for me, the language, it would be much better than Puerto Rico. But you know what? God is good, and everything was so perfect to me. So uh, that's how I got to Galveston College. 
uh, Dick Smith was up there, and I went just for one for the week, you know, for tournament. Huh. So uh, that's how I got to Gatterson College, man. I never looked for it, you know. It just it just happened. Well, while you were there, you helped lead them to the JC World Series in '94. You were named MVP of the World Series. You had two wins. You even had a save in that series. How much fun was that? It was it was incredible, you know. Uh, just going back to, I would say, I mean, ten months before, uh, before you know, I went back to ten months, and I remember when I got there, uh, I landed on Houston Airport, and uh, I saw that coach. You know, I never seen him before. I know he got a he got a sign to say Jose Rosado, so I just checked his hand and said, Hey, I'm here. He took me back to the complex, and he said, you could you could pick one guy from here to be your roommate. So I was looking for somebody to to speak Spanish, you know. So I was looking for Hernandez, Rodriguez, <laughs> last name, something like that. And it was just one person they called Dominic. His name was Dominic Hernandez. So I was like, hey, this guy, <laughs> this guy. So when I got there, we opened, you know, we knocked the door. The kid came out and said, how you doing? And I just told him, como esta? You know, como tu estas? And he said, excuse me? So I was like, here we go. He doesn't speak English and Spanish either. So uh, just, you know, right when we won the, the final games and I record the last out, I would start thinking about everything since the first day, you know. And I, let me tell you, Dave, the only thing I can say, God has been great to me. Uh, he's been good all the time. And it was a perfect situation because i got to learn a little bit english in just eight months so that kind of helped me to go back to go to rookie ball with with the royals that year in 1994 that really helped me to have confidence and be able to to i mean to to get along with more friends you know what i mean in in that college so that helped me a lot how many people in puerto rico do speak uh, english pretty fluently is, is it common in some you parts know what of yeah yeah, correct. Right, right when I left in 1994, it wasn't that many people, you know. But now it's like, hey, do you speak Spanish? The question is not if you speak English, you know. The question now is, do you speak Spanish? Oh. Because so many people, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. It's so many people speak English now. And uh, back in the day, you say, you send you, your kid to college, you know, to, to private school, and it was just because you got the money. But now it's not because you got the money. It's because... Now is uh, is something very important for you for your kids for the education and for the future. You know what I mean? So uh, even my kids, you know, they've been in Puerto Rico. They've been back and forth, and they speak even better than me. So uh, yes, there's a lot of people that speak English now in Puerto Rico. A lot. Hmm. Well, so the Royals took you, like you said, in the twelfth round of that draft. Terry Wetzel was the scout that that signed you. So, how did the Royals discover you? And, and do you remember that first day that you met with them, or the first day that they saw you play? Yeah, incredible. I remember everything, man, day by day. Uh, I didn't know, even know, I didn't know anyone from Kansas City Royals. Uh, first of all, when I was playing the college, I did. I did just one tryout was for for Cleveland, the Indians, and uh, it was, and I was. It was a tryout that I did, and I was playing center field. You know, I didn't even pitch. So uh, I just, it just happened. You know, with the final games in the, in the College World Series, our coach said, I want you to go out there like a professional, uh, and you are professional. So that was, that was, a, that was the same day that, we, that I got drafted, but I didn't know. You know, they called him first. So he said, hey, you're going to pitch 
and, and, and have fun and be a professional. So I was like, I'm a professional, you know, I'm going to do my job. So <laughs> after the game, when we won the when we won everything, that was a new. That was another news that I got. You know, after the game, Ben Rosie he got drafted by Kansas City. So I didn't even know who was Teddy Westler. I never, I never spoke to anyone from Kansas City Royals, but uh, they select me. So it was very weird. All my family was like, "Where they come from?" You know, because <laughs> yes, I got a few calls from other teams, but not even one from Kansas City Royals. You know, so it worked. Worked out perfectly, man. Perfectly. Yeah. Well, you you signed shortly after that. Then you began your pro career in '94 with the Gulf Coast Royals. You went six and two. You had a league leading 1.25 ERA. So that <laughs> that first summer in pro ball, what do you remember about pitching for the GCL Royals? Yes. Yes. It, uh, great experience. I got so many things to say, man, about it. Uh, I remember my first day. I could tell you everything, man. I, I played center field in my whole my whole. The whole year in college, you know, yes, I did pitch, but I wasn't like a starting pitcher. I was more like a reliever. Uh, I loved to hit. I was so, I just wanted to play center field, you know, and uh, yes, I did pitch a little bit in college. So when they draft me, I kind of asked the, the scout in Puerto Rico, hey, uh, uh, the name, his name is Johnny Ramos. That's, that's Kansas City Royal scout in Puerto Rico. He's been for many, many years. So. I said, hey, you guys draft me as a center fielder? I said, no, you're going to pitch from now on. So I was like, no way. <laughs> but you know what? It worked out pretty good. I remember my first outing. I remember the final game that I pitched in rookie ball. Uh, we was winning the game 4-1 in the seventh, uh, and we lost 5-4 in the championship games against Houston Astros and UCL. So uh, it's, it's been a blast, man. Uh, it was a great year. I remember I called my family. I said, hey, "Tomorrow I got another five inning. I will give you guys a five inning shutout." And <laughs> it's just confidence, and God have everything so set up for me. Because let me tell you, I got I was an 86, 87 miles per hour fastball with a good breaking ball, good changeup, but so so, you know, nothing like overpower, you know. So yes, I did have the leading leading ERA in the league, you know. Yeah, well, in 1995, then you were in Wilmington. You went 10 and seven for the Blue Rocks with a 3.13. Now, one thing I'm sure you remember is the no hitter you were a part of on April 15th. It was you and Pat Flurry through seven innings. Uh, you know, yeah. you remember that day pretty well. Yes, yes, I remember. That was a little bit cold. That was almost my first game in the cold weather uh, early in the season. We started the season. We started selling, and then we went to selling in Carolina Lee, and then uh, five, uh, seven days after, we went to play our first game in, in Wilmington, Delaware. And I remember, yeah, it was a cold day. Uh, <clears throat> I was able to pitch <clears throat> before that, in that off season. I was able to pitch in Puerto Rico League winter ball. And I always tell that it, that was one of the things that blessed me more because I was able to face Bernie Williams, Carlos Delgado, Robbie Alomar, Edgar Martinez, you know, after I finished my season in rookie ball. So when I went to A ball, I was able to to feel, you know, I, I did have a lot of confidence. I was like, you know what? I pitched to the big league guys right now, guys that, that are doing some, that I'm putting good numbers in the big league. So, I mean, it was um, it was like another game. Uh, just go out there, do your things, uh, just throw a strike, and everything, everything will be good. So, 
yes, I remember that day. It was a little bit cold, just like I mentioned. Um, that's where a lot of fast went in. Why? Because I kind of hear the the veteran guys in Puerto Rico, hey, when it's a cold weather, just pitch inside, just pitch inside fastball. And that's what I did. And I guess I went seven innings with 85 pitches, only 85, because uh, in the minor league, they don't let you go more than 85 pitches, you know, especially in, in your second outing of the year, you know what I mean? So uh, it, was a, it, it was a great game. And then Pat Fleury, just like you mentioned, uh, me and my family, we're still talking about it. It was a great feeling. Yeah. Well, now, okay, how about the rest of that year? Anything else stick out? How'd you like pitching for it? Because I always hear people say that Wilmington's a great place to play. Did you love it there? Yes, I love it there, man. I love it there. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, I made it, uh, it was a big jump for me, you know, from rookie ball, just a month and a half pitching in rookie ball, and then go right up to high A ball, you know. Uh, it was. It, it is a big jump because now I'm here in the rookie ball with, with the Yankees and you don't see that. I don't even see that, you know, in the last five years, someone from rookie ball jump all the way to A ball, so to a high A ball. So um, I think the Puerto Rico League helped me a lot. So it was a great one. Uh, I guess I started the season with 6-0. I kind of lay back. That's something that I learned. But, hey, you go through the minor league, it's good to go through everything. So you learn. So when you go to the big league, that doesn't happen to you. I think I lay back a little bit with the CO. A six and zero uh, record. Uh, laid back a little bit for a couple games. Next thing I knew, I was six and four. My dad flew to the, my my dad flew to Wilmington and say, "Hey, what's going on?" So after that, I pick it up. So I finished the season with ten and six. So it was a beautiful year, man. That's great. Well, so you mentioned going from rookie ball to high A ball. Well, about a year later, you'd be in the big leagues. But before we talk about that. <laughs> You started in 1996. Yeah. You were in Wichita for two games in 96. Then you bounced between Omaha, Kansas City, Omaha, and Kansas City. So let's start by talking about your minor league part of that year. You were a combined 10-3 and with a 2.79, and that got you Royals Minor League Pitcher of the Year, and then you were also an all-star in Omaha. So let's talk about yeah. Omaha for a second. How would you like uh, Rosenblatt Stadium and pitching there in Omaha? It's a great, man. I feel you used to have a lot of history, you know, but with the College World Series, you know. Yep. Um, and uh, what can I say? You know, I was 21 years old when I was there, and I was playing uh, with uh, 30 years old guys with a few years in the big league already, 28, 29 years old. You know, now it's a bit different. Now you don't see that many old people. I mean, I'm not saying old people when you have 30 years old, you know. But, <laughs> You're right. You know what I mean? But now you don't see that many 30 years old, 33 years old uh, guys playing rookie in AAA. You know, right. it's, it's just a few guys. By that time, they might be uh, coach, play coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, back in back in those days, uh, it was so many veteran guys with even five years in the big league. You know, so um, what can I say, man? I that when I got there to Omaha, I did have already two two years. Uh, uh, in Puerto Rico in the winter ball, you know, and I, I never see anyone. Uh, what can I say? You know, I saw Delgado, Ernie Williams, just like what I mentioned before. When I was there, I was like, you know what? They're not, they're not better than those guys. And I'm able to throw a strike to those guys. And you know what? They're not perfect. They're going to get two out of ten, maybe three out of ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, so I used to throw a strike. I found the strike. So I was very aggressive. And... 
Dave, don't get me wrong, man. It was God, you know. God, he wanted me to do everything, you know. I might sound excited about it, but I'm not laying back to say, yes, I did. You know, that's numbers under my name, you know. Uh, but God helped me to do everything, man. For sure. Well, then you get, let's talk about your first call to the big leagues then. So it's mid-June of 96. So think back to that. Where were you at when you got the news? Were you surprised And you know, any cool way that they told you how you were going up to the big leagues? Yes, I got everything, man. <laughs> I was uh, laying down in my bed you know, after a game. I was ready to pitch the next day, uh, and I was in Omaha. Uh, I was talking to my uh, – she used to be my girlfriend. Now it's my wife for 18 years, you know, but I was talking to her after the game at the phone. And I said, hey, you know what? I got a call from the manager. You know who, who was the manager back then? It was uh, – Hershley, yeah. the, the third base coach, you know, Mike Hershley. Love that so, guy. Yeah, he, he was uh, he was the manager there. So uh, he called me and said, Rosie, where you at? You're not sleeping? I said, I'm in my bed. I said, you should be sleeping right now. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you should be sleeping. Or you have a game. I know I know I have a game, but, you know, I got many hours to sleep. You know, I'll be good. The game is 7.05. I still got, you know, I'm, I'm good. It's only 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And he said, you know what, uh, uh, um, you know, you better go to bed. I said, why? I said, you you have a game tomorrow. And he said, you know what, gonna, we have a double. I just said, uh, we have a double, double hitter for Wichita Rangers, Wranglers, uh, and they need teaching. That was double A. <laughs> and I was, Mike, come, I mean... I'm, I mean, I, I know I, I don't want to sound khaki, but I'm, I think I'm doing pretty well here. <laughs> I say, I know, man, but you're the, old, you're the youngest kid. The youngest kid here need to, go, need to go there. So just go to the airport at 7 o'clock in the morning, and they will give you the ticket fight. So I uh, hang up on him, talk to my girlfriend back then. I say, hey, I just got a call. I got to go double A. So you know what she told me? I say, hey, go out there and pitch. <laughs> so... I couldn't go to sleep. I didn't sleep at all. I was at seven o'clock at the airport. When I got the ticket fly, I just I just give the the, the person the, the, my name and uh, the, the person gave me a ticket fly and said hey, he asked me where I'm going. I say I'm going to Wichita. He said is something running here. He said you got Kansas City. <laughs> I say no, it's not. Uh, and I remember when Mike said to me, Mike said to me, call me. I, call me when you get to the airport, you know? So I was like, why he said call me? <laughs> so when he said, no, you go to Kansas City, I said, so Holly, it's something wrong here. <laughs> so I called Mike, and Mike said, hey, congratulations. I said, what's wrong with you, man? I said, you got a Kansas City, Rosie. <laughs> so that's how I got to find out, right in the front of the, the person in, in the airport that I was going to Kansas City. So I got my fly. I went to the bathroom and started crying, you know. I was 21 years old, man, 21. Now it's a lot of 23, 24 years old kids playing the big league. Now it was Carl Ricken, you know what I mean? Mike Bordy in the shortstop with 40 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of 30 years old big-time players, you know. So um called my family, called my wife, and and next thing I knew I was at 105 game against the Angels, and I was pitching that game in Kansas City. So... <laughs> It worked out perfectly because I didn't have time to think about it. You know, I just went out there, show up, show up at the field by 11, put my clothes on, and pitch. So, thank God. 
That might be, I've heard probably 50 or 60 of these stories. That might be my favorite one of all time. That's great. So you <laughs> That's how I did it, man. Yeah, well, you mentioned the Angels, and you basically went on no sleep, but it was June 12th of 96, and six innings against the Angels. You had allowed only two runs. You struck out five. So that first big yeah. league start, that first big league start, when you're thinking back to right now, how, how, I mean, can you still see it in your head right now? Yeah, yeah, everything, man. But Dave, you, you, you're talking to someone that, Maybe because I didn't play as long that I would I would have loved to, but I'm um, I'm you know I I could have been make it with my stuff. You know I was the 87, 88 my power fastball, it was a so-so curveball, okay change up. You know I didn't I didn't have six four, I wasn't a 95 my power guy fastball. You know so I, I'm a passion for the game. So I remember everything that it went through in my career. So. I can tell you this, man. I start with a straight ball, so I walked the first two guys. <laughs> a one of one of five game it was very hot in Kansas City, and I remember Bruce Keeser was the pitching coach. He came to me and said, "Rosie, we bring you here because you used to throw a lot of strike. Just take it easy, you know. Just pound the strike zone." So I threw my first pitch right in the middle. It was Tim Salmon, and he hit a gapper. Hit the wall, two runs scored, men in the second, nobody out. That's how they scored the first two runs and the only two runs that I give up. After that, I went all the way to seven innings, you know, to six innings. Uh, uh, they they only gave me one more hit after that. So, uh, I mean, it was it was incredible, you know. I kind of laid back. I kind of I kind of say, well, you know what? I pitched to Bernie Williams, I pitched to Edgar Martinez, I pitched to all those guys, Robbie Holloman. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a strike now, you know. So yes, I did give up a double, but after that, I kind of set it down, and I was able to reach all the way to six. Now, here's a trivia question for you: Can you remember who your first strikeout was? Yes, it was uh, uh, this kid. Uh, it wasn't Rafael Palmerio; it was Orlando yep. Palmerio. Yep. Orlando Palmerio. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd know that. So. Yes. So after that start, you went back to Omaha for a month, and then you finished 96 in the big leagues. You'd end up uh, fourth in AL Rookie of the Year voting, and a couple other memorable things happened that year. You got your first big yes. league win in front of tons of family at Yankee Stadium on July 25th. You threw seven and two-thirds of shutout ball at Yankee Stadium. You remember that one pretty well, obviously. Yes, I remember everything, man. Everything has been a blast, man. God has been great. Um it was great, man. What can I say? All my family, they flew out to to New York. I got a lot of members because my mom's family, they all used to be in Puerto Rico, but you know they've been they've been in New York for many many years now. So uh, it was a huge crowd out there for me. Uh, I guess they they was the only 25 person that was uh, cheering for for the Royals. You know what I mean? So. Remember, that was back in 1996 when the Yankees won the first World Series after many, many years. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what I mean? So that was when the Jeter was a rookie rookie of the year guy in uh, a big team. So, uh, you know, it was a, it was incredible just to take the, the, the boss from, from the hotel room and and get to the that the Yankee Stadium and be able to see name up there like Rosado, Kansas City Rosado versus I don't remember it was many games that I saw up there my name my last name so a seven o'clock game seven o five I was like oh my goodness I'm gonna pitch in that 
I was just playing play PlayStation a couple of weeks ago in in in, in I and I choose to pick the, the Yankee Stadium. So uh God has been more than more than good to me, man. Another one that was great that year, your first big league shutout, three hitter at Kauffman Stadium against Boston. How exciting was that? Yeah, that was a week after. That was a week after, so I did seven and two thirds shutout against the Yankees and then five days later I pitched nine shutout innings against the Rack Sox. So what else can I say? You know, kinda of like the best two teams, you know, that you know, that whatever, you know, in that those years. Uh, we move on in first base and, and many great players around. So, uh, um, hey, I, I, just, I just prepare myself mentally, physically, uh, and God was a big help. And, uh, you know, just the information that I got early in my, my career with the Kansas City Royals, they kind of helped me out to be able to to accomplish all that, you know what I mean? Well, another thing puts you in – the record books also. You're probably in Cooperstown. You gave up the 3,000th hit to Paul Molitor that year also. So that's, you probably have to be proud of that now, don't you? Yes, I am. I am, <laughs> big time. Even the night, the night before. Yeah. The night before, they, it was a lot of uh, a press that was asking me if I'm going to give up or how I feel if I give up. And I just tell them, hey, I'm just going to pitch another game. And you know what? Because I, this is what I that I remember the the team that I was playing the the Minnesota Twins before they came to Kansas City it was it was a team that kind of walked like three times a game per game to pull Molitor. they kind of didn't pitch to him you know so I said, yes I'm gonna pitch to him I'm not gonna throw anything just but just but fastball um, he's a great hitter he doesn't have a couple of hits he had 100 hits. So uh, he must be good, and he's good. So uh, I'm gonna challenge him, and and you know what? I'm gonna do my best. Uh, and yes, he did. And he was 0 for two or 0 for three at that time, and that's when he got his triple. You know, first guy to give up a triple for the 3,000 hit. Yeah. We still won the game, so everything worked out pretty good. So I'm 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 just excited, and and I'm happy, and I thank God for that opportunity to be on. I don't know, Cooperstown, you know, my name is out there. What yeah. can I say? <laughs> That's what every, every boy <laughs> dreams of, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all good, you know, it's all good. <laughs> one thing, one other thing about 96 I wanted to ask you about. I remember, because I was playing high school baseball at the time, so I tried to kind of mimic you when I pitched, but you used to do something. Oh, wow. You did something that I tried to do. I could never figure it out. You used to have water, and you would, like, spit it like a dolphin under your from your lips, like it would go, like, five feet. Do you remember how you would do that with the water? Yeah, <laughs> I could never, I could never figure that out, man. I tried for two years. I could never. How do you do Don't that? Don't tell me that, man. Really? Yeah, I swear. I I remember that. I remember you at the. It was at the Kingdom. The first time I saw you do it on TV, I was like, "How is he doing that? I want to do that." And I could never do it. <laughs> Look at that. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. And my kid, he, he, you know, kind of like. I remember my kid when he was like seven years old. He, I remember he said, "Papi, how can you do that?" I say, <laughs> "I don't know. I don't even think about it. I just put water in my mouth and." spit it out like that and uh he started doing now he's a good one you know now he's good with that <laughs> <laughs> that's great hey one other thing about 96 speaking of that seattle game i just thought of this 
I remember some like, yes. some of the opposing teams thought you were like showboating sometimes after you get a big strikeout. I remember the Royals would say, "No, he's just exciting. That's how he is. He's not showboating." And like they were, did, yes. they, did they ever actually talk to you about that? Did you ever actually get like talked to, to calm down or anything or not? No, not really, man. Let me tell you, the Seattle Mariners, they was in the race, you know, in the white car. Yeah. And they was uh, in the playoff contender, you know. And then when you get beat by Kansas City Royals, we only 50 or 60 win during the whole year. And you get beat also by not only that, but also by the 21-year-old kid, the left-handed pitcher is not a top prospect. You know, you kind of get pissed. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you want to get him. And then when you see him kind of get excited just for – the moment of the game, you know, nothing wrong with that, right? You know, yes, I just saw a playoff game in the white card game, Kansas City against the yep. Oakland A's, yep. and they brought they bring in the lefty. He was a guy just signed this year. Yep, Finnegan. Yep. Yeah, he struck him out one guy to finish the inning. He kind of gets his his fit up, you know, and very excited about it. Hey, this is, you know what I mean? So nothing wrong with that. So let me tell you, yes, I'm. Probably because I don't know. Uh, it's, it's not only the Latinos. I, I get to see that from everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because side is chill. He's gonna pitch tonight. Yeah. Watch him when he gets a big out. He's gonna get excited. You know, I never look anyone to the face. I just kind of get excited, and I look and I think about it all the time. So I guess they didn't like that because if you see the scoreboard. They only they only scored one run and they was in the seventh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I loved that man. That was great. So you go yeah. in, you go into '97 spring training. I wanted to ask you about Baseball City because by then Baseball City was kind of you know the amusement park was shut down and people said nobody went yeah. to the games. Like what what do you remember about Baseball City by that time? Was it kind of a dump? Was there nobody there or what do you remember of Baseball City? Yeah, let, let me tell you, it was it wasn't that many people out there, you know, but. Uh, um, you know, we all was young, you know, all the team was very young and, and we went out there just to, to get in shape for the season. You know, we really, we really didn't care about, Hey, we don't get no fans. You know, we don't have anybody around, but you know what? We went out there for, to, to practice and to get better and to work out, to be ready for the season, you know? So, uh, I, I mean, I also remember to have a big crowd when, when the Yankees, the Mets, uh, the Atlanta, Atlanta Braves, they came in. Uh, it was a big crowd, you know, but, uh, yes, it wasn't as – I mean, what can I say? We only – we also was like 10 minutes away from, from Disney World, yeah. you know, nothing better than that, you know. But <laughs> for us, for the family, it was a great place to live, you know, five, ten minutes from the Disney World and a lot of, lot of other places, good places. So, um, yes, as a player, you go out there, man. It doesn't matter where you're at. You're just going to prepare yourself for the, uh, mentally and physically for, for the season, you know, for the regular season. That's like a, like an office park now. Have you ever gone back by there since they tore it down? No, you know what? I passed by, and, uh, and now they have a, like a Target supermarket, yeah. you know, uh, Best Buy. They have, it is like a shopping mall, a small shopping mall. <laughs> and every, every time I go by, man, let me tell you, every single time came to my mind, Baseball City. Yeah, I remember every single part of that stadium, every single part of the minor league complex. I, I remember when I used to walk from the minor league complex to the fields. Uh, I mean, it's been special. 
Yeah. Well, so 97, you guys start off 36 and 46, unfortunately, and then Bob Boone gets replaced by Tony Muser. What do you remember about that transition? Was that tough to go through as a player? Yes, uh, and I remember I was sitting right beside our, our store. <laughs> I was sitting right beside in the airport coming from Cleveland uh, All-Star game. If yeah. you remember, it uh-huh. was right after the All-Star break, right, right during the All-Star break. That's when it happened, you know? And I was, uh, I, I remember that was uh, the day after the All-Star game. Uh, I was sitting with our, uh, our, our, uh, our store and, uh, and also, uh, it was, uh, Robinson. Herc Robinson yep. was the, the, the GM, you know what I mean? And they were sitting side by side to me. I was with my wife and, uh, and they tell me, hey, you know what? We just, we just, uh, we just let, uh, Bob Boone go. Now we're going to hire a new manager. His name is Tony Muser. So uh, I remember when that happened. I think I was the first one to find out, the first player in that team to find out that transition, you know. So uh, he was, let me tell you, he was my first manager. Uh, he treated me very good, you know. He he talked to me a lot. Uh, nothing, I mean, I, I only had good things to say about Bob Boone, you know. Uh, it's too bad, you know, when the team doesn't do well, the manager is the one that has to take the blame, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then with Tony Muser, like halfway, it's kind of like you're going to have a different mentality, uh, someone to work, someone that likes to, to do things differently. So it's kind of tough the first, it was kind of tough, tough the first couple of weeks when we have Tony Muser. And then, you know, you know, and then we kind of get all together and then, things kind of work out better after that. Well, you mentioned Art Stewart, by the way. Did you know he has a book out, a brand-new book out about scouting with a whole bunch of stories? I would love to read that, man. And I also can wait to talk to him because he was so great to me. He was like a dad to me in, in Kansas City. I remember when he used to walk with his – when he walked with uh, – I used to walk with my wife, you know, around the mall in, in the restaurant. And sometime I I got to see him and, and with his wife, and I think his wife passed away. Yeah, that's one thing that I hear. And I, I'm not being able to contact him. I would love to to somehow be able to contact him because he he was the guy say, Rosie, whatever you need, I'm here for you. I'm here for your wife. He was a special. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, it's, it's all good, man. It's, it's been great to be able to be around early in my career with a person like him. I'll have to get you in touch with him, and you'll have to get a copy of that book. You'll love the book. It's great. Yes, uh, yes, please. So please. another thing, you mentioned the All-Star game. You got the win even after you gave up the home run to Jave Lopez. So, I mean, I'm assuming that was yeah. ama- amazing, though, being at that. That was amazing. It was amazing, uh, Dave. Uh, if you look back to that game, all the run the score were, was guy from Puerto Rico. Oh, really? All the great play, Yeah, all the great plays and that. All the highlight was – Someone from Puerto Rico, uh, Edgar Martinez hit a home run from Puerto Rico. Javi Lopez hit a home run from Puerto Rico. The winning pitcher was a, a guy from Puerto Rico. So, you know, it's not only about the game, but also in Puerto Rico, it was a huge team, uh, things that, that we're still talking about. Like, never before, seven guys from Puerto Rico make the All-Star game, and they, were, they all were very important in the decision of the game. So, what can I say? Thank God that I was the one to give up the home run from Javi Lopez. Yeah. For me to be able to be online 
to get the win because Sandy Alomar hit the home run with Bernie Williams on base. <laughs> so he hit the two-run home run, so we went up 3-1, to one, you know? So it was a special moment. I was 21 years old. Um, I was like a little kid around the clubhouse. I did have Roy, uh, Randy Johnson in my left, uh, Roger Clement in my right side. Uh, Andy Petty was around there also. Dave Cohn, Pat Hankin. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Mike Mussina was out there. Uh, Mariano Rivera, Rod Myers. So I was just, just a kid sitting in my clubhouse, in my, in my chair, in my locker, and I just look around like, oh, my goodness, I was playing with those guys. But in PlayStation, Nintendo, a couple right. weeks ago, a couple <laughs> months ago, you know? That's great. So, it was a great one, man. It was a great one. My second year, my, my second time in the after game was more, more, more. Uh, what can I say? I got more memory because I was able to enjoy it more. You know, the first one I was just a kid. Yeah. In the middle of a lot of things, you know. Totally. Well. 1998 got off to kind of a controversial start for you. So, you you know, your first 49 games in the big leagues, you were a starter. But then Tony yes. Muster decided that you were complacent and too comfortable, quote-unquote, and he decided to put you in the bullpen. So what were your thoughts on that back yes. then? Uh, let me tell you, man, Tony Muster, uh, I love him, and I wish he's the best him wherever he at right now. He wasn't the manager. Uh, whatever happened back then, it happened back then. Now I love everyone. You know, we cannot – Continue life without, you know, continue your life thinking about, oh, this guy, this me, you know. But uh, <laughs> Tony Music kind of changed a couple of things. Uh, I think because he played like 50 years in the big league, uh, didn't like too many young kids to be in the big league with just one or two years minor league experience, you yep. know? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, that that behave with the Carlos Bertrand, with Carlos Febles, with Cesar Chago. I was there before all them, you know. So I was kind of like the veteran of the uh, of the of the young kids, you know. But uh, he was a guy who came here and he said, "Rosie, you know what? Um, I don't care if you're an All Star. That was right the, the first week after the All Star game. Yeah. I don't care if you if you if you are All Star, you know. Um, I don't want you to be. I want you to come down because you don't know about baseball. You you know you didn't you didn't play that many games in the minor league." So, you know, just, just come down. I don't care if you're an all-star or not, you know. I was like, my goodness, how a 21-year-old kid could take that, you know? Right. right. I was like, oh, my God, he's going he's gonna to send me back, back to AAA. So in that year, in, that, in my last month, 1997, it's a 21-year-old kid that they have, if you look back, I almost have, like, 240 innings the year before, 1996, okay? And then I did have, like, 200 innings in 1997. I'm only 22 years old. You know what? <laughs> yes, I, thank God to let me do all that, but that was a lot for the minor, for, for the 21, 22 years old kids, you know? Now they don't do that. Now it's a, the base was different. You know, you don't pass 100 innings unless you're 21 or, or more. Maybe one thing in minor league, you know? So, he said that to me, and then the last month I was so tired. I could hold my knee. I got surgery in my knee, so my last month wasn't good. You know, I didn't play. I didn't even condition my, my body to, be, to prepare to the game. I just pitched with, uh, with the pain. Uh, they knew about it. 
So the next year, I mean, I got the surgery right a couple of games, a couple of days after the season in the 1997. So when I came up in the 1998, I wasn't ready 100% of, of for my knee, you know, for my right knee. Right. And uh, he said, well, we're going to start you in, in, in the bullpen. So I was like, if I'm going to pitch out of the bullpen two or three innings, what can I pitch? What can I not? Why can I not pitch five innings out of the, as a starter, you know? And uh, I think he got a different, different idea, you know. Uh, yes, he, he, uh, to be honest to you, I think he didn't want to see me out there starting games. So I started the bullpen. Let me tell you, it's not, a starter could tell you that. Relievers can tell you that. Not everyone, to, to, not everyone from the bullpen could start, and not everyone that a starter could be in the bullpen, you know? So... Uh, it was a tough for me. It was very tough. It was a different. I have to change all my my stuff, you know, because I was fastball change a curveball guy, and I have to change just to fastball curveball guy, just to face lefty, you know. And you lead up the game. You walk the first guy. The next guy ground ball double play. You out of the inning, you know. But when you come in the middle of the inning to pitch your lefty and you walk him or you give up a hit, you out of the game. Yeah. And so it was different. It was very difficult for me to take that. Anyway, it was, they gave me an opportunity to pitch one game because Hippolyto Pichardo was with the blister in his finger, and I went six innings shot out against the Boston Red Sox. And then after that, I just see you later. You know, I was <laughs> I was uh, in the middle of the rotation for, for the season was over, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, you mentioned that one. And then there was uh, – you had a five-hitter at Anaheim, and then – there was, in 98, yeah. there was one that's memorable. It was kind of a heartbreaker. I'm sure you remember this one. July 3rd at Cleveland. You have a no-hitter for five and two-thirds innings, and then you only allowed two hits, but both were solo ho-rums to Manny Ramirez. You guys <laughs> lost two to one. How, how much did that night suck? <laughs> yeah, they, it was incredible. Uh, I remember that. You know, what can I say? A guy makes 25 minutes a year. Um, and that, it was a, especially, yes, we lost the game. That's, that's the most thing that hurt. Yeah, because we lost the game, but you know that's something that I can lay back now. You know, I I talk to my kid, I could share that experience to somebody else. You know, uh, hey, you know what? I, I pitched a two inning, uh, a two two run game, a complete game, and I lost two to one. Uh, I remember Dwight Gooden pitched for Cleveland that day. He started that game for Cleveland. Huh. Uh, give us two two hits, and that was a two solo from Manny Bermudez. Uh, uh, because. You know, people will hear about Manny Ramirez for many, many years. Uh, one of the best hitters in the, in, in the big league. Yeah, for sure. Well, one yeah. rant. I'm a I'm a stat guy. Did you realize that you had the exact same ERA, four point six nine, in both ninety seven and ninety eight on the nose? Isn't that kind of random? How can that happen? You know, how can that happen? I have, same number. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never seen it in my whole life. I just when I was when I was yeah. going through the stats, I was like, whoa, that's kind of cool. Well. So you yeah, yeah. you went into 99 with something to prove, obviously, after not making yeah. the All-Star team in 98 and starting in the pen. So you came yeah. to the team and you hit the ground running. First of all, you made the All-Star team again in 99, and then you were Royals Pitcher of the Year. You had a 3.85 ERA, and that was the fifth-best ERA in the entire American League that year. You were fourth in complete games uh, with yeah. five. You were top ten innings pitched, like you said, 208. And then your last start of the year, you threw a complete game over Cleveland. Now – Shortly after that, you'd have some issues with your rotator cuff, obviously. But, I mean, did you feel strong and good at the end of 99? 
Yeah, yeah, and I was uh, I finished in nineteen ninety eight completely strong and and with a lot of power. Um, like you know, I was getting a little bit more comfortable in the lead, knowing the haters. I was twenty four, twenty five years old, you know. So I think the best year for me it would have would have come after that, you know. Too bad I got hurt, you know. Uh, that was something that I was kind of kind of asked, you know, like, oh man, I wouldn't know. I, I would like to know not only how good I could be, but how competitive, you know, and how uh, uh, capable to, to help a team to win a championship. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, hey, it didn't happen. But uh, if you look at my numbers in the 1988 season, when I start, uh, when I get back to starting rotation, it wasn't good. It was much better than, you know, than, than, than what the numbers say, you know, 469. You know, yes, I did have four something ERA in the bullpen, so that's why my ERA was a little bit high at the end of the season. But um, so that kind of helped me to come back in 1999 and say, you know what, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna pitch my game, I'm not gonna try to improve any, anything to nobody because I know I could star in this league. And I know it was a tough one because if you go back to 1999 and the in the 2088, you know. You know, it was a lot of case with the uh, steroid and a lot of all that. You yep. know, it wasn't it, it wasn't easy to pitch. Right. So, you know, whoever had the the, the three point something ERA now, back then would have like five points something ERA. You know, easy. so <laughs> easy. Easy. So uh, to have three point something ERA, four point something ERA. You know, I'm not. I, I'm good. I will live happy and peaceful. Peaceful. You know, for that. You know. So. Yeah. I just went out there, man, and I pitched every five days, and I got some great guys beside me like Kevin Apier, uh, Tim Belcho, Jeff Montgomery. You know, they all teach me how to how to how to prepare myself every five days, and also Polito Pichardo. You know, beat the Latin guys around me. Also, um, it was great, man. It was it was my best year. What can I say after the year that I made the big league? That was my first year after that. You know, I love Pichardo. What's he doing now, by the way? Do you know? You know what? He got a big farm in Dominican Republic. Uh, he's doing great. His family, his kids already here in the States. They went to college. They're doing great, man. Uh, it's been a kind of long time that I've not been able to to contact him, you know, to be able to talk to him. But uh, he's doing great for what I hear. He's doing great. Man. I remember he had a brother pitch for the Royals for one year, too, in the minor leagues. Way back. I think I hear that. Yeah. Correct. I think I hear that too. Yeah, Long time ago, but okay. So, anyways, yeah, so, so two thousand, you come back to the team. You get in five games that year on April thirtieth. You were skipped yeah. for a start because you had a dead arm, and then you came back and you shut down Seattle. You got a six-three victory over Seattle. Although, you know, in retrospect, it was completely sad because nobody had a clue that'd be your, you know, your last outing ever. So, I mean, when you think back to that game against Seattle, or, or were you in a ton of pain that day? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I I didn't know how it happened. I know I, uh, I started the season and I did not feel well. You know, uh, I coming out of spring training, uh, I have pain in my shoulder. Uh, but I, but at the same time, I want to pitch. I want to go out out of spring training with the team. Uh, this is early in the spring training. This pain is gonna go away. So I kind of you know I did not do the right. I didn't make the right decision. You know. So I kind of just. Uh, Went try to went through that. I pitched a few games. My first game was in Boston. I mean, in, in Toronto, and I pitched pretty well. You know, I think we won the game like four to one, 
and uh, and I went almost six and two thirds, something like that, almost seven innings. Um, uh, everything was fine. And then, and then the next day after that, I remember I was I was uh, I was eating breakfast, and my my aunt, my shoulder was bothering me. You know, I was like, whoa, you know, maybe a little bit swollen because the ninety-two pitches that I make in my first in my first start this year, uh, I should be fine anyway. So after that, I pitched three more games with pain in my shoulder. I, I skip a I keep a star in Seattle, and then I got to pitch against Seattle back home in Kansas City. And uh, you know what? I feel great that day. I, I, I feel great that day. I was able to 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 pitch six innings. Uh, then the rain came down, and I think that rain came from, from God because he wanted to save my arm somehow, you know, and uh, the game was... You know, I wasn't able to pitch in that game anymore because we 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 waited like 45 minutes rain delay. I came out and then um, could have pitched again, man. It's a lot of pain in my shoulder the next day, and uh, I cannot really tell you what what was wrong with my shoulder. I just did have a few surgery, try to come back, and never again, man. That's that's my life. That was my my career. Yeah, well, like you said, you had one after that year, 2001. Uh, you came back during the spring, but you had a superior labral tear and then had another surgery. Yeah. And then in 02, you came back, but you were only hitting the upper 70s. And uh, you and the Royals, all, yeah. at, at the end of 02, said, you know, that that was kind of it for each other. I mean, how how tough was that saying goodbye to the Royals? Very tough, man. Very tough because uh, uh, even even right after my first surgery, I didn't feel well. You know, I was in pain the whole time. Uh, and it was it was bad bad feeling because I know we have a good team, you know, a good young team, uh, and I want to be a part of that, you know, and, and I was like, you know what, now is my best year I, I come as a teacher because I'm mature. I know the league, I could compete even better, and I wasn't able to do it. And then um, when, yes, currently, like you said, in 2001, when I got the, the tough office, the Sunny Music, Alan Baird, and those, you know, others, it was great for me too. You know, but they called me out and, and said, "Rosie, this is this is it." You know, and um, I didn't let them to say to me that I was a release guy because let me tell you, uh, if I would have been healthy, it's not way I'm not a relief a relief guy. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and it happened. It hurt because I, I want to help the, the organization to, to make my dream come true. And I wasn't able, and, and I knew it. You know, uh, my arm wasn't—I wasn't pain. What can I say? You know, yes, Rosie, how you feel? Yes, I feel good. You know, I'm gonna try. But hey, I wasn't pain. I couldn't even go to sleep after that. You know. Man, well, you signed with the Reds and Mets briefly, but then you decided to hang it up because of the arm injuries. And so I, I talked to a lot of guys who tell me that right after they retire, they have to walk away. They say that they kind of have a grieving period where they can't watch baseball for a while. They kind of separate themselves. I mean, did you ever have that where you kind of just felt like you didn't want anything to do with baseball for a while? Yeah, I was uh, I kind of no, – I never stopped watching baseball game, man. Uh, that's, uh, that my wife could tell you. She can ask that question to you. Uh, but I never stopped. I love baseball so much. But let me tell you, yes, I was uh, uh, for a few, few. I would say for a year, maybe two. That I kind of see the situation that happened to me. You know, I was very uncomfortable with that. Uh, I kind of changed my personality too. You know, I didn't smile. I didn't smell the same way. 
uh, smile the same way that I used to, you know. Um, I was always, like, defensive. Uh, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. I didn't retire because, uh, yes, I have 12 years in the big league. I didn't retire because I got fat. I didn't retire because I didn't make the club out of, you know, the baseball team out of the out of the spring training. I didn't retire because um, I wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? I, re, you know, I, I'm not concerned myself retired retire yet. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I just stopped pitching because I got hurt. Yeah. You know, so, yes, I'm going to retire. Uh, uh, I retired from baseball because I wasn't able to pitch again. But uh, it was, let me tell you, you, you played 12 years in the big league, you retire. It's, it's, it's easier than, than what I went through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> big time. One, one last kind of tough question then. So, I mean, there's been a lot, there's articles to this day written about you, discussions, how you were. I mean, when, when people now talk about, you know, how to handle a young pitcher and capping innings and, and stuff like that. I mean, people will kind of mention you and as, as a tragedy of that whole thing. Now, I mean, like Bob Boone once had you throw 125 pitches to try to get a complete game against Detroit, and then the next month you threw over 100 pitches five times, and then two years later, Musa rode you over 110 pitches eight different times. I mean, so you're a pitching coach now when you work with young pitchers. I mean, when you look back, do you feel like you were overworked, and do you have any resentment, or are you kind of over that by now? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was overworked. You know, it's not it's not way. Uh it can it can a human being with twenty one years old. Uh if you look back to my first year, I got thirteen innings from, from double A by ninety two from from uh from triple A and then hundred and six and two thirds from the big league. It's like two hundred and forty some innings, thirty I mean thirty some innings, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's no way. I'm here in the minor, you know. I'm in the GCL golf course league, and with the Yankees, and and I and I and I get pitcher from from A ball, double A, the rich ninety or hundred by August, early August, and they shut it down. They send it back to me, and we only do like simulator games, you know, one inning, fifteen pitches. You know, they shut it down because they don't want them to pass that that limit. You know. Yeah. And they 22, 23 years old, 24 years old. And I know the baseball changed a lot, you know, but they, I think I was overworked, you know, and uh, I don't know, you know, maybe because I did that, I was able to get a contract in only three years in the big league, you know. Uh, but at the same time, maybe I, I, I wouldn't get that contract early, so early, you know what I mean? But I would have get another contract. I would I would have be able to pitch for ten or twelve years, maybe fifteen years in the big league. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. I I don't know what it would take. But uh, for sure, I would take to be able to compete uh, with more with more time in the big league. That's for sure. Well, you're you're remembered by Royals fans as, as one of the best young pitchers that we ever had in franchise history, definitely in the last 20, 30 years. But, so, I mean, when you look back to your times in a Royals uniform, do you have I mean, favorite memories when you just think back to your Kansas City days? What do you think of? Oh, my God, you know, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, many, 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 many ones. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, uh, what can I say? I remember my first game. I was uh, even if I was by myself. You know, I was there. I didn't have any family around. I didn't have any friends because I, I just 
It was like two 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 hours before I got to the complex to the to the stadium from Omaha. I didn't know anybody, you know. I didn't know Jose Offerman, Hippolito Pichardo. I wasn't in forty minute roster, you know. It was like to some new place. Um, but many ones, man. I I cannot pick one, man. Making the All Star games, it's been a huge part of my of my life. People ask me about it, you know. They 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 ask me some question about that experience. Um, I did some complete games in there. I was able to get some hits also in in, in the inter you know interleague games. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did so. Yeah, I mean, I would say uh, if I pick one, I would pick since the first day I got to the big league to the last day I was in the big league. Everything was that's perfect, a, man. That's a great answer. Have you uh, have you been back to Kansas City since '02? No, no, man, and I'm, and I feel bad to say that. Uh, I feel bad to say that, man. But uh, yes, I'm not being able to. I'm not being able to make to Kansas City after that, and I just can't wait. Can't wait to take my family because my daughter, she born in Kansas City in Shawnee Mission, Kansas. Mm-hmm. So she's from there, you know. So I can wait to take my whole family. Uh, now that they are a little bit older, you know, they can know where, okay, now they can see where that used to work. Uh, but it will happen in the future, and it's going to be soon. Yeah, I can't wait to have you back here. Do you, when you, what part of KC did you live in, and did, did you and your wife have any favorite parts of town that you like to hang out in? Yeah, back then was uh, where we used to live. Uh, and Leewood, Overland Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when we you like most of the players used to live before, you know. So I kind of just followed the Joe Rand, the Johnny Damon, Jermaine Die. We all came up all together, you know. So we kind of try to be all together, so wife can be, you know, together when we hit the the road trip, you know. So I kind of family. I mean, my wife, I, she always tell me, hey, "You you let me at the stadium, I can go anywhere from there." I remember every 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 road. I remember everything. So. And I'm sure she did. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she does. She does. You know, That's I remember cool. Plaza too. I, I remember go to Plaza. My family. Uh, Dave, you you might talk to all, all the players that play in the big league for Kansas City, but uh, for me it was special because I wasn't that tough prospect coming out of the the rookie system. I got signed for less than ten thousand. You know. And to make it in just a year and a half, that's pretty damn good, you know. And uh, that wasn't me; it was God to to help me out. So it's, every single moment, man, from Kansas City has been it's, it's been from it's, it's been a special and 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 and, and always going to be a special for me and my family. Do you uh, keep in touch with any of your old former Royals teammates at all? You know what, man? I'm not too big with uh, Facebook. I'm not too big with. Uh, I'm kind of old-fashioned with uh, postal card, postcard, you know, with yeah. uh, Christmas, you know. But the social media, for me, is kind of I kind of let that to my wife and the kids. Um, you know, I'm very focused on the job that I'm doing right now as a pitching coach. And let me tell you, I came, I come home and and I do my report. What happened that day, and then go to sleep because the next day is another day, you know, and. Uh, but uh, but I look forward to to send some emails and to say hi to all the friends, Jaminda, Johnny Damon. I mean, I kind of got off the baseball, you know, and they and I just enjoy them watch, and I just enjoy 
watching them continue that baseball career. And, um, you know, Dave, the way that I got out of baseball, I kind of got to the corner to to my house and tried to hide from some from everyone. And did, that didn't help. I went through a tough time with my family. But uh, God is good, man. We are together, and, and we're very happy and excited about it. And especially now, hey, let's talk about the Royals, man. They're doing great, and we're so excited about them. Well, in summary, last question for you, and thanks a lot for your time. What what would you like to say to Royals fans listening right now? Because there's a lot of Royals fans who have great memories of you and watching you pitch, and you know, or they, they feel your pain, man. We believe me, we didn't like seeing you go away either. So, I mean, if you could say one thing to Royals fans right now, what would you like to say to them? Hey, uh, let me tell you, enjoy every second of this series and the next series because uh, it's going to happen and it's going to happen this year. So just enjoy it every second because we're going to win the World Series. It's no doubt, let me tell you. I'm so happy about it, and it's no doubt. And I'm very happy about George Brett, uh, Dave Glass, Dan Glass, also our, our, uh, our store. They're going to be able to see another World Series ring in Kansas City. That's all I can say to, to the fans in Kansas City. Well, we can't wait to see you back here, hopefully maybe as soon as, as next year. And That'd be great. That'd be, that would be awesome. Yeah, th- thanks for all the memories and all that you gave to the Royals. And just, I mean, for me personally, on a, on a fan level, for, you know, giving a high school kid someone to look up to and somebody with great memories. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful that you're still in baseball and hope to, hope to uh, buy you a beer or buy you some lunch someday, run into you one of these days. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure for me to talk to you, uh, especially for someone in Kansas City, that make me feel more close to them, you know. And don't forget, man, send me all that information because I really want to say hi to them and congratulate every single person in there. Absolutely will. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Dave. Take, take care, man. Take care.